Now, let me just tell you, if you see me bend my head down and this thing that I'm using that is um, supposed to aid my sight falls off, that tells you something. Either I'm losing weight around my face or this glasses is growing. Um, so either way, um, I just want you, I thought you would uh, deserve an explanation. Now, in most situations, uh, it requires us to think first and then act. If we tend to do the reverse, normally you are reprimanded. But thinking first and then acting does not happen in the presence of fear. Bodily responses to suddenly Bodily response to fear can be irrational and even at times detrimental, especially since the brain basically shuts down body, body shut down the body in its preparation for action. There's a part of your brain called the cerebral cortex. The brain that is a part of the brain that is responsible for discernment or reasoning and judgment. When you are encountered with a fear, or when fear is present, this part of the brain malfunction. It becomes impaired, the part of the brain we call the amygdala. And so I noticed to be a fact, this is exactly what happened around 1995 in a school here in New Providence. Otherwise, how do you explain the voice and the scream of a secretary running from her office towards a room where there was an administrator having a meeting with her staff. The secretary, she's being pursued by a masked man who fired off several shots from his gun um, as she cried and headed towards the room where these teachers were having their professional development meeting. How else then will you explain that a typical Bahamian, when they hear a sound, everybody rushed to hear where it's coming from, so everybody in the room rushed to the window to see. And it was this building or the room was a window that had these push-out windows, wooden windows. And so everybody in the room moving towards the window to see the secretary running towards them, screaming. What do you think caused that? It has to be fear. But then suddenly, that curiosity of teachers trying to find out what's happening suddenly changed when teachers start pushing desks on other teachers in their attempt to get down. How else do you explain that teachers who would bruise their knees, not intentionally, hit the floor, and some of them even tore their stockings or pantyhose? How else do you explain that the captain of the ship, the principal, was the first person um, to go under one of the students' desk. How else do you explain Mrs. McPhee, a veteran elderly teacher who was frozen with fear, seated across the room near a wooden window and just staring? What caused that? Fear. Well, let me fast forward and tell you what actually happened. That masked man was me. I had to apologize. 
I had to promise to buy that stalking back. Teacher who tore stalking. I was supposed to be presenting in that workshop and I was doing an introduction on the topic, are you scared or are you prepared? Well, I made my point. One of our members here, Sister Van Rea Jack, was in that room at the time. She spoke before I did. All the cue I gave her was that I need you to let me know about five minutes before you conclude your presentation so I could leave the room. That's all I told her. When I returned as the mask bandit, crouching, wearing a mask, a tam, so that I can disguise my statue, and uh, stood to the door using a starter gun because I taught physical education for a while. Stood to the door, and across the room was Mrs. McPhee, who only looked at me after the pandemonium, and I took the mask off and stood there. It seems like everything for some of them as they explained to me later. Slow motion. McPhee said to me afterwards, by the way, so that you know, I was unable to continue the presentation because I couldn't get them back together again. It was crazy. Um, between the first response of this fear and then people trying to throw chairs at me be saying, you're ridiculous, that is too much of an introduction. Mrs. McPhee said she thought, even though I pulled the mask down and stood up straight, she said, she thought to herself, Father flipped. And she was not able, because she was just frozen in her seat, unable to jump out the window, because if she was a little bit younger, she said, she would have. She was afraid. You've heard people say, I was scared to death, or I was frozen with fear. That's the power of fear. If you understand the chemical release when you are frightened, what happens instantly. Some of you, I believe, also sometimes talk to the television set when you see something happening and you're trying to tell the person on the TV, go run, hide, he's coming. You know, all of these things, or when something is happening, you on the outside, you're telling what you would have done if that was you. You know, persons are running away from somebody who's pursuing them, and usually they portray a female, and usually she has to fall down, right? And you say, what, what, what? get up, run. You're dictating because you're not in the moment. Fear is serious. It can be debilitating. It is sometimes caused the persons to be irrational. Well, for some persons, 2021 was a difficult year. It's in your rear view mirror. And some persons had some fearful experiences in 2021. Some people say, and sometimes psychologists tell you, when you're confronted with this unexpected situation, they said, breathe, 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 controlled breathing, breathe slowly. Breathe in deeply, breathe out slowly. Calm down, boy. Breathe in, breathe out. Maybe that's what you need, but not only breathe in and breathe out, but you also need to meditate. 
think. What are you focusing on? I may have told you once uh, when I was on the roof of my house and fear sneaking from the back of me uh, and, and, and trying to, you know, trying to get me, you know. But it's a good thing I, as you know, from Andres, so I don't know much about doing the moonwalk, but I'm able to do the crab walk backward up the roof, you know, to get back to Abdul because I was there on the roof all well. My family had gone out and I'm here on the roof and I start thinking. This, this is how thought affair came in. What have you for of this roof on the edge? There's nobody here. And I played that out in slow motion. How long is it going to take me to hit the ground? Whether my sturdy statue will survive the impact? Now, I can't see your face under that mask, but this is not to laugh at. Um, because what I would look like on the ground at the end of this um, contact with the ground, it didn't look good. And I'm playing this over, and that was fair. Now, I said, like, talk to yourself. This is stupid. I've been up here before. I've been up and down. Why now? And so it's okay to talk to yourself. And so I walked back and said, this is crazy. Let me get up. And I walked back up till I get to a place where I thought, Breathe, and it was resolved. What I want to do today is for you to breathe in the Word of God. I want you to meditate on the Word of God. As we look at today, the book of Isaiah, chapter 43, which says in chapter 43, and I, I intended to do more verses than I will, so I'm going to abbreviated um, on for the sake of time, but Isaiah chapter 43, and then you'll find me on the, in that constituency, but on the 43rd Avenue, visiting houses one through eight, probably I stop at one through seven, and skip and go across the road to the other houses, um, 18 through 21. But I wanted to say, share with you this today at the end of our time together. I want to simply encourage you and to maybe even motivate you to remember that God is indeed faithful. He was faithful in 2021, and you can trust him. And I expect that, and I'm hoping that you will even anticipate that you will have a new vision of who he is, but also a new commitment to the things of God and also for the things in terms of your service toward God. I find, for example, very interesting in the book of Isaiah that the book has 66 chapters, and there are 66 books in the Bible. The first 39 um, books in the Bible we refer to the Old Testament, and then there are 27 in the New. In the book of Isaiah, the first 39 chapters deals with the prophecy during Isaiah's lifetime. The other 27 deals with what was to take place after Isaiah's time. And so with the time that we have together today, we begin with verse 1 of the text, Isaiah chapter 43. But now, thus says the Lord who created you, O Jacob, and he who formed you, O Israel, fear not. For I have redeemed you. I have called you by your name. You are mine. 
just for the context, of course, you know that during this time, the children of Israel were in captivity. They have a history. Of course, the Babylonians had captured them, and they were fearful. There was an invading army. They are becoming a superpower, the Assyrians. And so naturally, they resorted to allow fear to come into their lives. But Isaiah is telling them here, thus says the Lord who created you. I want to transpose the principles of what's happening to the children of Israel to us today in the context of what has happened in 2021. There are some persons who are really afraid and have no hope for 2022. They are pessimistic. They are looking at, and I'm suggesting, what the statistics are. I've heard um, in terms of right here in our country, during the last reporting of the number of COVID cases, have exceeded 700 in last uh, Saturday or Friday. It's over 700 on that one day. So people may not even come out. And so fear might be creeping in. But I want to remind you, the fact that you are here might have this sneaky suspicion that you were there also in 2021. How did you get out of it? I'm going to suggest to you it was God. And this same God who brought you out of 2021 says here, essentially, fear not. Now, why then, or what is the reason? Why should you not fear? God says, the Lord who created you and he who formed you. God speaks to his people as their creator. If I say this, God is good, what would you normally expect to follow? All the time. Let me say that again. Let me see if you said it with any conviction. God is good. Well, all the time. Was he good in 2021? Can he be good in 2022? Of course. God speaks to his people as their creator. Remember that. God is your creator. God has a special and unique claim upon you because he is your creator. And when men forget or reject God as creator, they fail in the most basic obligation they have. That is to recognize God as their creator. And this one who created you said, fear not. Now God's word is absolute. It's either absolute or it is obsolete. You choose. No in between. It is absolute or it is obsolete. It is the only thing that counts or it has no value. I propose to you that it is absolute. It is the only thing that counts. And God says, fear not. This is a command accompanied by some promises. By outward circumstances, the people of Judah had reason to be afraid of Babylon's army and exile. But God points them past the present circumstances to both this command, fear not, and promise. For I have redeemed you. Not only did Israel have obligation to God as their creator, but also as their redeemer. He is the one who brought them out of the 
literal exile, and spiritual slavery. The Redeemer brought an unfortunate relative out of their slavery and debt. He rescued them and paid the slave price or the debt that they could not pay. And when God calls himself our Redeemer, he looks forward. And then certainly in the case of the uh, the time Isaiah was making this prophecy, he was looking forward to the price that must be paid for their salvation. But for us, I'm here to tell you today that the price has already been paid. God created you. So fear not, 2022. God is your redeemer. Fear not, 2022. I have called you by your name. You are mine. That's possessive, isn't it? God twice owns his people. He has right of ownership, both as creator and redeemer. His ownership is personal because he says, I have called you by name. Isn't that interesting? God knows you by name, not just generally, you know. He knows you by name, Sister Felicity. You're my girl. <laughs> You're my daughter. I have created you. I have purchased you. I have redeemed you. That's the same God who took you through 2021. He's still here, and he still has ownership. He has not given that up to anyone else. This is amazing to me. His ownership is also very certain, because he seals it by saying, in case you didn't get it, you are mine. You belong to him. Knowing that you belong to the Lord is a wonderful antidote or answer to fear. We can know that he holds us, protects us, guards us, and, care and cares for us. We can know that he would not have created or redeemed and called us unless he intended to finish his work that was in us. But you're familiar with what it says in 2 Timothy 1.12, for I know in whom I have believed, and I am persuaded. Are you persuaded? For I know in whom I have believed, and I am persuaded that he is able to keep that which I have committed unto him against that day. We are familiar with these words of truth. But sometimes when fear shows up, we sometimes forget these wonderful truths. God created you. He has redeemed you. He owns you. Fear not, fear not, 2022. How can we be afraid in 2022 when we know that this God is for us and he's looking out for our interest? I am optimistic about 2022 because my creator is my redeemer. He is the one who calls me by name and he has my best interest in view. Also, it says, fear not, knowing that the Lord is with you. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. Through any potential obstacles, God will be with us. Deep waters, I will be with you. Must you walk through the fire? Then you shall not be burned. When God, Emmanuel, is with us, he is for us. And who, again, can be against us? Israel had 
and would have their trials, so would you and I. But we have ours also, didn't we? Don't we? And some of you would have had some very serious trials in 2021. And maybe some of you might have even seen those trials carried over into 2022. Trials are inevitable, but it doesn't say if you pass through the waters. It says when you pass. I, I think we shouldn't miss that because sometimes we, we adopt this attitude that it ain't supposed to happen to me. God, I'm your child. Really, your, your logic baffles me because this is the same God who what we celebrate and maybe in the next few months what we call Good Friday allowed his son to go through. That's deep waters to me, you know, but there was a purpose for that because that Good Friday, you know, what we celebrate on the few days later, what we call resurrection morning or resurrection day. But God didn't give us the details, did he? Um, we now, from where we are, we can look back and see that. But while it was happening in real time, you can understand why the disciples who misunderstood were despondent and fearful. But I'm here to encourage us today as we look and we uh, move into 2022. God's word says, and I'm standing on what God's word says, fear not, you know, for I am with you. Fear not. I have created you. I have formed you. I have redeemed you. You are mine in case you didn't get it, you know. In other words, I own you, you know. But I, and he also, I think that's, I think he's telling us that he loves us, you know. Isn't that amazing? But sometimes we forget this. So when, it, again, it doesn't say if we pass through the waters. It says when you pass through the waters. The text doesn't say when you walk on a luxurious padded carpet. I will be with you. It says, God says that he will be with us in the toughest of circumstances. Trials are inevitable. And trials are varied. Sometimes we face waters, sometimes in deep waters. Sometimes we face rivers that are moving too quickly and we can't hardly keep our head above water. And then sometimes we face fire. The flood overwhelms and the fire burns. The mention of the Lord's presence and protection in the fire reminds us of the story of the three sons of Judah who were cast into the Babylonian furnace because they would not bow the knee to worship an idol. They also were preserved in the fire by the presence of God. And so the fact that you are here again reminds me that you've been preserved in 2021. I'm trusting and I'm asking you to do the same thing. Trust in this same God, 2022. This passage is also full of images from the Exodus um, of Egypt. The statement, I am the Lord your God, you know generally how that ends, would remind every Jewish reader of Exodus chapter 20 when the divine description is followed by the words, who brought you out of Egypt, out of the land of slavery. That's double blessing. Not only has God brought us out of 2021, but for us as his children, we were brought out of darkness of sin into his marvelous light. I'm encouraged. And so my brothers and sisters, so learning from the past events, um, those Israelites could rest in the promise that God will bring again 
them into the new land. And so for us, I'm asking you the same thing, that if God took us through 2021, God could, if he so chooses, could take us through 2022. Israel and so are we, um, are just as indestructible as God's word and the covenant are. Whoever can annihilate Israel can do more than Satan and all of his powers of hell have been able to do in ages past. What is true of Israel, in a sense, however, is also equally true of the church your, your, uh, as God's children. Against it, too, the flames have raged against the church from the past, and the waters have boiled. But according to his promise, the Lord Jesus himself has always been with her. Behold, yea, according to Matthew 16, the gates of hell shall not prevail. I'm encouraged when I hear that. Who is the church? That's you and I. So I'm encouraged that whatever is before us in 2022, God's according to God's word, we shall become victorious. In fact, we already know how this will end. God wins, and we are with God. We know the end of the story. But it talks about walking through the fire. God helping us, we can do this too in 2022. We don't have to panic. We don't have to fear. And we don't have to run as if we didn't trust God. He can so strengthen us in our trials that we can walk through the fire. I'm not running. I'm going to walk through. And I take scripture so you'll know a little about me. Literally, the word says walk, so I'm walk through this. Because I know I'm not alone. Now, if he dragged me, then God is dragging me through that. But it says walk through the fire. Walking is the pace at which we go when you are not in a hurry, isn't it? We walk when we are not in a hurry. When you are not concerned or alarmed, you walk. And when you are not burdened or anxious, then you walk. Now, other people walk to say to keep fit, you know, but I, you can see I walk. He that believeth shall not make haste. And since you were precious in my sight, says Scripture, God here describes the motivation for his work of redemption. Wow. You are precious in his sight. You know, this, this reminds me. Lord, when Jesus, uh, John 3.16 comes to mind here for me. When it says, For God so loved the world, that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. God loves you. Fear not, 2022. Because he's been good in 2021. But you know, sometimes we're thinking, yeah, that's what you're saying. But you don't know. Well, let me share this with you. And I pause it. It's a personal Call it a testimony. Most of you know that uh, my grandson um, took ill on the 5th, well, let's put it this way. He was ill before the 5th of August, 2021. But he was hospitalized, 2021. So between August the 5th and August the 9th, he was in hospital with COVID. His birthday was 10, year, 10 days earlier. He was two 
years old, 10 days, hospitalized, diagnosed, COVID. At the time, there was that, whatever, third wave of COVID. Princess Margaret Hospital overly subscribed. The word on the street was, do not go to the hospital. They can't take it. We saw persons, some reporters visited, and you saw persons along the corridors in the hospital. There were no room in the inn. Persons who were admitted, no visitors. No family could visit. 2021, August, between the 5th and the 9th, I looked on my phone this past week just to see what happened on, in terms of the dialogue between family and my grandson's father. Um, and we would have communicated what's up 262 times in that. And I don't look on the phone that much, but that period, I was keeping abreast. And then, but while it was happening in current times, like time slowed down because this is what is happening. And I want to pause here to thank the family of Calvary Bible Church and beyond for your prayers. And certainly on behalf of my grandson directly and specifically his parents for your faithfulness in praying and asking this God who says, fear not, this one who has created you, who has formed you, who has redeemed you, who loves you, who has your best interests. This is my testimony of 2021. God has been faithful in 2021. And I would say here, God is good. And all the time, God is still good. That's my story. God, and see, while it was happening, though, you, I'm wondering, when we took and I drove them to the hospital to do a double test, they won't allow you to enter the building, so they took us on the side. This was in the afternoon, about late evening. Well, afternoon, late afternoon. Um, the persons and nurses came out, or whoever's doing the work, the testing, outside because they didn't want you in the building. And so in this garden area, at least there are plants. And of course, you know, plants, you the natives who were living in among the plants that have wings and bite you, they were there. And we didn't have permission, so mosquitoes was there. But that's where you were assigned. And they, you wait, because now you're anxious. I'm thinking as if the only person who's important now is this grandson. But that's just how we thought. No room. We waited. When are you allowed to get a room? and begin treatment. There was none. So let me say this to you, so you can get a snapshot picture. Eventually there, they were formally admitted, not, I call it a closet, so much so that um, my, my, my son who was there with him could not lay down, uh, and he stayed where they allowed him to stay because of the child. And I'm glad, looking on hindsight, looking after, after the event, is to see how God has been instrumental directing all of that. Because again, if, 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 if he had, was admitted and was placed on a general ward, it meant that his father couldn't be with him. And so imagine now this two-year-old and therefore fifth, so the sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth, late afternoon, mid-afternoon on the ninth, four days, 96 hours, but no familiar face, strapped to the bed because they put an IV in him. 
whatever they, they said, and because of some condition at that age, and they call it some atypical Kawasaki. I thought it was a motorbike, you know, but I thought a motorbike disease? Well, motor, you know, but it was this potential disease. But so he's there. And the fact that my son now has no, we said, Do you, can we bring you a, a bottle or something you can put on the floor? There's no space because it isn't six feet long for him to stretch out. So he had to sit in the chair for four days holding his son. And I'm looking back. In the moment, I'm wondering, boy, this hospital is so messed up. They can't find a place, you know. And this is a child, you know, pediatric. But in all of that, you know, I look back and I saw this. Because we couldn't bring clothing. The security at the gate won't let you. Well, they, they're not. I'm security. So who's going to carry it up to the room? They had no shuttle service for that. So that's not working. But all along, you know what's happened. About several years ago, so this is the background. I had a niece who's a nurse. So we find, let's contact her. But again, nurses was, you can only go in certain areas. Just because you're a nurse doesn't mean you have liberty to roam all over the place. This is COVID environment. But I had another niece who's also a doctor. And again, so I'm thinking, just for that moment. Now, she's already done all the training, but for that moment, she came in handy because now she had latitude to move. So when we bought things, just basic needs, comfort, because I called my niece. Can you come out? So because the security won't let anybody bring anything in, but the doctor can come out, and the doctor have right to go back in. Hey, yeah. So God has been good. So I, I said, I look back and I said, God, you are amazing in terms of going through the waters, deep waters, and fire. I look back and so that for me is, if I had it, that would be my Ebenezer moment, you know, where I will never forget. That has been my Ebenezer moment. God has come to our rescue in amazing ways. But I, and he didn't tell me the details before. I didn't even get a WhatsApp out of all of that from God. But he has people in place. And I would have told you if time had permitted, I told you, you know, where have my mom who was on Andrews had to be airlifted a few months later, you know, at 91, you know, riding on the plane. It doesn't take long, but in this tube, you know, because the medical person is that you need help quickly, and we don't have um, the facilities here, so we need to be transported to New Providence. 2021, God has been faithful. I am so thankful to God. I want to encourage you, my brothers and sisters, that the same God is still here. The same God is still the God who created you. This same God has redeemed you. This is the same God. He hasn't changed his location and his, hasn't changed his uh, feelings towards you. I want to move quickly. The same God who is the God, we can call him king. Verse 15 of this chapter says, I am the Lord, your, the Holy One, the creator of Israel, your king, the Lord, your redeemer, the Holy One of Israel, the creator of Israel, your king. And just these few verses, just look at the glorious titles of God. And in this passage, prophetically intended to comfort Israel in the midst of the Babylonian captivity, 
God powerfully holds forth images of his own strength and power. And so whatever you might face, whatever you might be currently facing, please look at it through the lens that, God, you, you created me. You, you formed me. Ye redeemed me. Now, and that redemption came at an extraordinary cost. Look at the extent to which God has gone to redeem you. He gave his only begotten son. Gave his only begotten son. He's given himself, essentially. So anything else will be minuscule in terms of whatever needs I might have. I've gotten the best there is. I am now a part of God's forever family. I am so encouraged. If some people, they used to use it because I'm not keeping up with some of the lingo. You remember when a few were excited, they say, I'm feeling so pumped. But you can look at me, I can't pump nothing. But, but I, I feel so good that and comfortable about who God is, not on my circumstances, no more. But so whatever is happening, I'm going to walk with God. Uh, Pastor Rob shared with us last week with respect to, remember the analogy he was using about us going to um, Sanders Beach or Goodman's Bay, you know, in terms of driving your various vehicle. That's the destination. And so as we walk through 2022, let's just keep in step with God because God wants to do something new. And maybe, let me say this up, let's say up in here. 2021, if God has called you to give a testimony, a witness of his goodness and faithfulness of 2021, would you jump to your feet to do so? But you know, there are some people thinking, I didn't see much he done. That was such a bad year. Child, I thought the sky was falling. Whoa, me, chicken, licking, you know, that old stuff. Everything is doom and pessimistic, as if nothing has happened. And so if God, could you stand and give God or as a witness, the verses that I'm skipping here, between 8 through 15, 40, talks about, God has basically called the, the, the Israelites to say, all right, bring your witnesses. In other words, bring your deaf witness and your blind witnesses. In other words, but some of us act that way, as if I see nothing God did in 2021. I hear nothing good that God has done for me in 2021. Just that, whatever that phrase is, what have you done for me lately? baby. What has God done for you lately? The fact that you are sitting here, tick tock, tick boom, 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 boom. You are alive, meaning that God has a purpose for you. The challenge is, are you, are you looking for it? Are you listening for it? Be grateful. Be thankful. It says, do not remember. Let me just read it. Just verse 18. Do not remember the former things, nor consider the things of old. Behold, I will do a new thing. Now I shall bring forth, shall you not know it? I will even make a road in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. The beast of the field will honor me. Wow, the jackals and the ostriches, because I give waters in the wilderness and rivers in the desert to give drink to my people, my chosen people. This people I have formed for myself. They shall declare my praise. Wow. I want to be in that group. I want to declare God's praise. God is worthy of praise. Do you, but the challenge is, he's just now telling them, do not remember the former things. 
let me just condense this and because this seems to be contradictory. You were just telling me just now, remember, I can do this. I won't ask you to remember 2021. But do not rem- I want you to remember when I say remember 2021, remember how God what God has done. What I don't want you to remember, do not remember the former thing. Do not remember the things that you thought went bad. Do not remember the things, your circumstances, your failures, and the things that didn't work well, whatever that is, that you might assume. But do remember the things that God has done. God, the children of Israel messed up several, a lot of times. God gave them the temple. What did they give back to God? Idol worship. God gave them truth. They lived and proclaimed a lie. God gave them his command. They lived and like they were just suggestions and not commands. God gave them wealth, and they used it to abuse the poor and to aggrandize themselves. God gave them himself, and they gave him nothing but rejection. I encourage you, my brothers and sisters, that we will not reject God by our neglect of God and the things of God in 2022. If they were stuck in the failure and sin of discouragement or of the past, they will not and never go forward to the new things God has for them in 2022. I am asking you, my brothers and sisters, to let's keep our focus on God in 2022. Behold, I will do a new thing. Staying stuck in the past can keep you from seeing the new thing God wants to do. And so if you have stayed stuck in discouragement and seduction of 2021, you would never look for the new thing, God's presence and blessings and opportunities of 2022. We can make an idol of new things, you know. Sometimes we do that when we begin each year in terms of, you know, we make a New Year's resolution. Just like the people in Acts. You know, they used to gather every day in terms of what's new, what's a new wave, every new wind of doctrine, and make that an aisle as opposed to looking at it as an opportunity to see God in it. I will make road in the wilderness. What does that tell you? This place, this is barren. But to God, nothing is impossible. So where it seems as if it is impossible, I don't know how we're going to get out of this. I can't see beyond my nose if that. That's God, that's your responsibility. Making a road in the desert. This is the same God who opened Red Sea for the children of Israel. And if you would pause and reflect, think back, it wasn't because of your smarts or somebody else you call doing you a favor. God has been opening parts for you all along, little parts. And you haven't noticed. Sometimes you may have thought that I'm entitled to this. I earned this. You ever thought about how, how much time, how much effort you put into breathing? You know, did you ever think about, you, some of you believe you have a heart. What's that little slogan they had recently? Where is your heart? Where is your soul? You know, hey, but, but you, you do have a heart, you know, biologically speaking, <laughs> that beats and you don't even control it. In fact, you, you don't even remember it's there. And it goes on, we say, 24-7. I will even make a road in the desert. Between the end of this day and the end of this year, there will remain 11 and 3 quarter of months left in this year, or 51 weeks, or 356 days, 
or 8,544 hours, or 5,512,640 minutes left, or 30,758,400 seconds. I lost some just now talking, you know, seconds left in this year. As God's people, you don't need to be afraid because God would make a road in the wilderness and provide rivers in the desert. Thus says the Lord, I'm going to believe what God says. Often when God makes a promise, we worry about the details or of the obstacles for the fulfillment of those promises. God replies to us is, don't worry about it all at all. I will even make road in the wilderness. I have resources and plans that you don't know anything about. Leave those problems to me. Trust God. Hasn't he been faithful in the past? Yes, he has. Because God is good. And all the time, God is good. I'm encouraging you, my brothers and sisters, fear not. Fear not. God can and will do a new thing for you in 2022. And so when you review your life, when you look back at 2021, look ahead at 2022, not in terms of what the problems will be, but look at what the possibilities will be. Because again, God is good. And all the time, God is good. Would you pray with me? God, we thank you for your eternality. We thank you that you are a good God and that you are always good. Lord, we stand and we have resolved that we will trust you because indeed you are our creator. You are the one who has formed us. You are our king. You have redeemed us. And so, Lord, we stand victorious in Christ Jesus. And we look forward with optimism, not because of what we are able to do or the government is able to do, not because of economics, Lord, but because of who you are. And so, Lord, we look forward to worshiping you. We pray, Lord, that we will make a new commitment, that we will exalt you in our worship, that we will love on one another, and that we will demonstrate and tell our story and tell your story to those that are lost. These things, Father, we ask with anticipation in the name of the one who is indeed the, the one mentioned in Isaiah. He is indeed the Prince of Peace, the Lord Jesus Christ, your Son. In his name I pray. Amen.